Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. Well, what do you have to share with us today? Well, um, I'm not shared it with many people, but I have a near-death experience um, oh, wow. that happened when I was um, about eight years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a sick child, and my parents always was taking me in and out of the hospital trying to figure out what was wrong with me. And um, they scheduled a surgery for me to have to run a scope down to just check out my stomach and see, you know, what was going on. And, uh, well, the nurses had given me a sedative and they had given me too much where I ended up losing oxygen to my brain. And that's when I ended up going into my um, experience, I I guess. Um, I can't remember exactly how everything happened in order. I don't know how long it happened. It could have been 10 seconds, could have been five minutes. I don't know. But uh, I remember seeing um, uh, my body floating outside of my body and being able to see the nurses and uh, my body laying there as they're working on me. I'm able to hear what they're thinking. Um, I also look at myself and I'm thinking, who is that poor, sickly person? Like, um, I didn't recognize myself at first and I laughed about it. Um, and then there was someone that reminded me of like, almost like a shepherd that was with me at that, uh, that moment. And um, that's when I ended up um, going to what I was, I didn't think of it as the garden of uh, Eden at first. I just thought of it as this most beautiful scenery that I'd ever could imagine. And I had seen um, large, a large whale, a large bumblebee. Actually, the bumblebee, the buzzing of the bumblebee is what brought me back into my body. The, the sound of the bumblebee, once I seen it, ended up turning into the sound of the, um, the machine I was hooked up to, the beeping. So the buzzing ended up turning into the beeping noise of the... Uh, machine I was hooked up to, and that's what woke me up. Um, During that experience, I also um, was in a tunnel that looked like an old, you know, dark tunnel with fire lights on the side. And to the left was these light beams that I knew were my family. Some were family members that had not even passed yet. Some were ancestors that I didn't even know. And behind me was these demons, and I ended up getting dragged down to what I considered purgatory or the underworld. And that's when I'm only eight years old at this time. So I'd seen horror movies and grew up watching with my dad. That was our thing. I was the Amityville Horror House um, when he's in the boat shed. 
that's where my mind took me. I was in a boat shed tied down where these demons were joking and calling me names and, you know, trying to like cut flesh off and things like that. All these were ones. And until I could get my belief of God and believing of Jesus again, until I had that come over me, I could, I wasn't freed. But as soon as I did, I was, I was back to wherever I was out of that mess. I was out of that place. Um, I've seen all different types of demons and things of sorts that, I actually ended up forgetting about this experience until I got older. Um, I call it like spiritual PTSD, where it just comes back in waves. Um, after this experience happened, when I did wake up from the hospital, I ended up telling my mom where where she was in the hospital, uh, what room she was in, what her and the doctor had talked about. It freaked her out a little bit, so she ran and talked to the doctor because she was like, did you tell her any of this, you know, where she was at? You know, just wanted to clarify what the doctor to make sure, you know, just to figure things out. And I could see, I remember looking up and seeing the doctor look concerned as he's hearing my mom tell these things, but then also looking down at me and not wanting to look worried and then looking down and smiling, but then looking back up at her and then looking with worry. And then after that, I just remember... Because of them looking so worried, I just didn't want to talk about it anymore. I didn't want to bring it up. Didn't want to freak anyone out and until I got older, you know. And then I had, had a, many other experiences happen throughout my life. Um, but it seems like after my grandmother passed away in 2017, she was like my best friend. Um, that's when I started having more like a spiritual awakening where I started having more mediumship um, gifts. Um, I'm not really, I'm not good at it. You know, I can't pick and choose what I'm able to know. It's just sometimes having a knowing of where I'll be the next day or even what I'll be watching on TV or an event that could happen. And I just never know. And just lots of weird things that have happened <laughs> since that experience. But that's, it's my little tale that I've shared with many people and I'm pretty shy. So I just got it out real quick. Well, I appreciate you and I'm sure everybody here appreciates you sharing it. So thank you for that. It's interesting to see that a common thing with people like you who go to or have a negative or hellish experience if you call out to Jesus or remember Jesus or God, usually it's Jesus, but I think God would be the, would be just as as, as mm -hmm. effective. That helps you get out of that yeah. environment. I actually had seen God at the same time. Um, I can't remember the order of this. I just know that he was to the right of me as these angels were there. And their, the wings were covering their whole entire bodies. Not even their feet would be, was not even allowed to be shown to God. I know there was beautiful music. And I remember weeping at, I'm eight years old. I haven't committed too much, you know, bad in my life. And I remember just feeling like I committed so much bad in my life and that I just want him to forgive me. Mm. And I, I didn't want to go back. I didn't want to go back. And he's like, well, your mother needs you. So you have to go back. She needs you. And that's why I went back. Did you happen to see God as well? I and didn't. You did? I did not see him. Okay. I just, I was actually 
transformed into a church almost, like where I was sitting in um, a church booth. And he was enormous. He was not only like a human form, like giant human form, but I could not look at him because he was so beautiful. I just feel like I didn't have the right to at that moment. It's interesting that your doctor was concerned about your ND. Like why would, you know, you're already back. So the emergency's over. What, what was his concern? What do you think? think I don't know. This is back in the nineties. I don't know if he was just a science minded man and hearing somebody come up and say, well, my daughter, you know, knew all these things. Did you guys talk about it in front of her during the surgery? No, we did not talk to the nurses. No, you know, things of that nature. And, I don't know if that was just something that he never experienced. So maybe it kind of freaked him out for what, what the case may be. You forgot about it. And then as it came back to you, how did it come back to you? Like in dreams or were you just kind of started, you'd well, see something actually, and it would, re, it would remind you. Well, what happened actually is I was with my children's father for 14 years and I realized that I was in a narcissistic relationship. And basically, after my grandmother passing, also uh, getting a divorce, basically everything that I'd ever thought that I knew um, was wrong. And so my whole world just completely changed. And at that same time, I moved back in with my uh, father, which was also um, a family home that had been, you know, we've had forever. And um, it was my grandmother's before him, before she left it to him. And uh, I moved back in there, and there's a cemetery right behind it. And that house has been haunted forever. I started having experiences there at the same time as I'm having a lot of my spiritual awakening. I would have dreams and visions of things, and then I would have to, and I would see things, and I would have to research what I was seeing. And it would basically be like I would be seeing it, before I'd even know what it is. And then all of a sudden I'd be guided right to it online or whatever, you know, my research would lead me to. So it'd be like finding out something's real before you even know what it is. And that's how I kind of came to be like, I'm not making this up, you know, I'm not crazy. Cause you think that, you know, you always think that I've had so many experiences and I continue to have them and I will always question them. I, I don't know if it's just my human nature, what it is, but something in me always always wants more proof once more hmm. interesting that you feel like you still never have enough proof to think to, to verify that this was real yeah. and i have them all the time another um i did you know evp sessions at the same time because i'm like if i'm seeing these things hearing these things um my mother stayed the night at my dad's house with uh a few times just helping me with the kids and stuff and we would wake up and have the same dreams uh just many things amazing i mean i guess most people would say that though you know you went through the veil and it's still open for you and so you're able to just kind of access all this stuff yeah i wish i knew how to access it i wish i knew what to do with the information <laughs> right yeah maybe one the, day yeah you have this ability maybe you just need some guidance i think so i was you know a lot of people that have an interest if they want to be a lawyer they go to school you know with mediumship it's like it's kind of hard. You got to find someone and make sure that they are who they say they are, that they're real. And then, you know, hopefully be able to find a mentor to guide you. And it's a lot harder than being able to just find a school. 
When you are contacted by somebody, are they just totally spontaneous things that just kind of happen when you're not ready for it? Pretty much. Uh, most of the time, it is me having thoughts that not even my own. It's more or less like just random thoughts that I'll have. And then later on, something will clarify it. Like it's like a synchronicity. And I'm just like, okay, that clarifies a sign for me. Um, it's hard to explain. It's really actually simple. I will hear other people's stories and I'm just like, I don't know why it's so complicated when it's from, when it's my life, but when I hear someone else break it down and they have the same uh, things happen, I'm just like, I get it. <laughs> I don't know. It's just weird when it's your own experience. It's hard to look in, I guess. Plus I have three children and I take care of them and right. run around dealing with them all the time. I try to deal with the spiritual stuff, but most of the time they're my main focus. After so many NDEs, somebody said this, and I thought it was so profound. We're used to looking ourselves in the mirror, and we kind of see ourselves in a 2D reality. But when you see your body in 3D, it's just different. Was that real for you? I'd say so. Um, I felt a joy and laughter, and I did feel like I was just... I was happier. I didn't feel any pain or joy when I did see my body. Um, after my grandmother died, I, uh, I had actually told her before she had passed away, I was like, I want you to meet me in your chair one last time. And I didn't know when it was going to be. And it was during the one, like right out the week after she passed. Uh, my mother and family are all standing around. I feel I see her as a light being, just like I did for my near death experience when I was a little kid. I see her as that. I feel this warmth and joy. And I feel her like basically like come to my body. And as I, and when I talked to a medium about that later on, she had tapped in and said that um, I was sitting on her lap. Mm. And that's what I was feeling. And that makes sense because that's what we always did. I always sat on her lap. Um, we'd make up little games, you know, put little toys behind my hand. Which one? Pick a hand, you know, grandma. What? You know, little games that you, you know, do with your grandparents. And, and I think she was a big part of my awakening. Just my love for her and how lost I felt when she was gone. What do you think inspired you about this experience? Just knowing I think I lost faith in God when I was younger, when both members of like my grandmother and on both sides of the family died. It's like, you know, you lose a little bit of faith when you're younger and everything starts you know, going a little haywire. I think I just lost touch with God and finally found him again. <laughs> um, yeah, it's hard to explain. <laughs> sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Go ahead. Have you contemplated why demons were after you? Do you think it's maybe just due to the, when you're on, the, on these different type of medications that it kind of lowers your vibration? Because I don't think you've been a bad person at eight years old. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Well, I was told that it was something to do with generational curses on my mother's side. I've looked into my family history and something to do with like the doomsday book. There was like my family Celtic history and, Something to do with like the Ander, my family was like, you know, like the Anderson sisters from uh, Hocus Pocus. Well, Andrew's sons is who my 
heritage is through it was the and andrews and then it became andrew's sons so i've linked a little bit of witchcraft and stuff like that through my bloodline and also um i have um ancestors that have had um there are indian medicine women and things of that nature and it just seems to be something that's been through the bloodline. And when I've actually talked with spirit through doing sessions through EVPs, they say that it's me basically ending a generational curse, which I don't know much about them. You know, I know that people have been talking about them a lot lately, um, but it's something that popped up on the EVP. So it's something I'm looking into. Well, your ancestors will probably be thankful for that. Definitely. And, it's actually funny because when I was naming my children, I was trying to tap into my ancestors to name them. And I did my ancestry and was looking into that. And I found out that my great-great-grandmother and grandfather, their names are what I named my children. Oh, cool. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Well, Brittany, thank you so much for coming and sharing well, with us. Thank you for having that me. Was I great. appreciate it. I wish you the best and I hope you come back and share with us again some of the other experiences that you've had. Oh, I've had many. So yeah, I'm sure I will. Thank you so much. Oh, I appreciate awesome. your time. All right. Well, have you, a great you have a good night. Mm-hmm. You too. Thank you. Happy fourth. Yeah, same to you. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.